0: Hey, hey, it's Mandy Kay, and you are listening to the Find Your Calling podcast, and I am so happy to have you joining me today. Now, if you've been following me for the last few weeks, you will know that I am traveling, in the UK. I came back with my beautiful love to visit her family and see some of our friends. And yeah, so I <laughs> I have now run out of my pre-recorded episodes and so I'm sitting here in the bedroom of uh, our Airbnb. I wanted to share a story that feels really top of mind given that we're back visiting in Portsmouth, which is where we ended up living for the better part of our time when we were uh i don't want to say stuck or caught maybe caught a better word caught overseas during COVID. <laughs> it was unexpected we weren't anticipating it and yeah and this is where we ended up living for well we were definitely here for a whole year in an apartment but we spent a good six months um or on and off out of this place visiting family when we first arrived. So anyway, I digress. Let me get to the point first so we know why I'm gonna share this story. So the title of the podcast is clear, rejection is God's protection. And I shared this on a social media post a few months back and it's clear that this concept really spoke to so many people. And it's something that really helps me through life and not get so beaten around when things don't go according to plan or things don't happen the way that I think that they're going to to work or if I get attached to certain things. And it was a bit of wisdom, so one of my beautiful, beautiful friends is in a 12-step program and it, gosh, the 12-step programs have so much wisdom contained in them. And this is one of their just little nuggets of gold. And she often shares little things with me and I love them. And this was one of them and it just, yeah, it's really stayed with me. It's the thing of how much further can we trust the divine plan, particularly when we are rejected in some way. Your project doesn't get funding. You don't get the job that you wanted. You miss out on some kind of opportunity that you thought just sounded like the best thing ever. You aren't selected in some way or a particular client doesn't sign up or a program or an an initiative that you wanted to get up and running doesn't happen or a donor doesn't give. And it also is in personal life, a relationship ends or a friendship ends. Like there are so many ways in which we can experience feeling rejected, And potentially upset about the way that things are unfolding. But I'm here to talk about what if it's all part of the divine plan? What if it's just another way for you to develop trust that actually things are always working out in your favor? Nothing's happening to you, it's happening for you. And that if you haven't gotten something that you really had your heart set on, that it's actually paving the way towards something that is. Deeply meant for you. And the story I have to share is about when we were back here during the COVID times. And it's top of mind because now I'm back here in the same place that we were. And it just feels so familiar. And time is such a funny thing. It feels like no time has passed. It's just the most bizarre thing. But anyway, so the story I'm going to share is not directly related to career, but it's related to life. And As you often hear on the podcast, we get called in many different ways in our lives. It's not just what we do for work. Okay, the story goes, (laughs) when we were here in England during COVID times, we of course first landed early in the COVID pandemic. Like I think it was May 2020 that we got here. And of course we landed in Portsmouth. This is where my loves family is from. And we bunkered down with her mom and her partner and stayed there until pretty much until lockdown. The first lockdown was lifted, which was July. And Hannah, my love, was very clear. She was like, we are not staying in Portsmouth. Like she had left this town, I think, you know, as soon as she could out of school and was n- n- not wanting to stay around and be here she was of course loving being near a family but as far as living anywhere in the UK she was like I don't want to be in Portsmouth like let's get out of here and I'm like I'm up for any adventure and I have no attachments so I'm like of course let's go and we were just going to see where we were going to be guided to live now at that point we were clear that it was very difficult to get back to Australia. Hannah wouldn't be able to get back with me. So we were just going to bunker down into the UK until what time it would be seem reasonable that we'd be able to get back to Australia. And we happened upon this tiny little town called Lewis. And it's so freaking cute. Like think cobblestone streets and the old sort of 15th century buildings with the white and the black timber and like super cute this little canal that ran through it and when we found Lewis we're just like oh my god it's so cute and it was surrounded by beautiful fields and it also had a bit of an alternative community there and we were just like this is perfect why don't we see if this is where we're meant to be and hannah was needing to get some work if you've listened to episode two you would have heard my story where i was working remotely for a disability dance company so i was free to be anywhere but hannah needed to get some work and we thought well let's see if you get some work then we'll take that as a sign that this is where we're meant to be and she got a job straight away in a coffee shop and we were just like well this is where we're meant to be and then we started looking for apartments to rent and the fortunate thing even though I was in the UK on a visitor visa there is jurisdiction in the UK that even Australians on visitor visas can actually rent a place here And we were like perfect that's so great and we found this gorgeous apartment it was so beautiful and it was uh, elevated slightly and it had these big double windows just overlooking the fields in the far off distance it was just the most glorious view and we had pictured ourselves so clearly there we were like oh we could get a little trestle table and we could both sit there and be drinking our cuppers and doing our little worky work on our computers and like we fully envisioned ourselves in this apartment and the only thing that was a little bit sticky was that they were wanting a 12-month lease and we were like whoa that's a really big commitment obviously hindsight's really funny, because it was like, yeah, it was over a year from that point that until we were able to get back into Australia. But remembering early pandemic days, we all sort of thought that <laughs> it's not going to be long until everything's opened up again, and the world goes back to normal. And so we did kind of go, wow, that's a bit of a leap of faith, but we were just we were so enamored by this town and this place. And we were like, let's just do it. Let's just stay here for the year. And so we put the application together and we put it in and the person who had showed us felt really optimistic for us and yeah and we were really just seeing ourselves there and we were just like this has got to be it like all the signs are pointing towards this happening and you can see where this story is potentially going given the name of the title of this freaking podcast episode well we got rejected our application wasn't approved and It was infuriating at the time because the man who was approving them had said, No, as an Australian, you're not allowed to rent. And if there's one thing a feminist woman hates, is a man freaking mansplaining to her the rules that she's already found are true. And so I gathered together the UK Home Office documentation and highlighted it for him very clearly that I was able to rent and i have to say also to make sure that we got the apartment we were like we will give you six months upfront rent as well we were pulling out all stops to get this place and he just was like flatly like nope and yeah i was quite incensed at the time because i was like well here are the facts and you're not approving it and you're wrong and he just wasn't budging and at the time we were so disappointed because We really freaking loved this place. We could see ourselves there and, and there was just nowhere else to rent in that place. It was a really tough time to find a place, to be honest, I guess, between pandemic lockdowns. And also it was just a really popular place and yeah, there wasn't other options for us. And Hannah had now since gotten this job and so what we actually ended up doing was we were bouncing around Airbnbs around the area and in the end we actually thought well why don't we go and trip around and actually see places during the week because her job was on the weekend so we were like let's go and see different places to see whether that's where we're meant to be or that's where we feel right and so yeah we went and visited Bristol We went to Eastbourne. We had a look at a couple of places at Eastbourne and none of them felt right. And all the while I'm managing this full on job at the point I was the acting executive director of this disability dance company. And all the while doing this from bedrooms in Airbnbs because we didn't have the budget to be renting out whole apartments. And it just wasn't flowing. When at one point we thought, why don't we get like this whole, like." I can't even remember what you call them over here now, but it's like almost like little like holiday cabins that you can live in for a good proportion of the year. And we are like, well, maybe we should invest in one of those and that's where we should go. And, and we put down a deposit on one and, all oh, the anxiety I got after that, I was like, I think this is really wrong. I don't think this is what we're meant to be doing. So we pulled out of that. Oh, and that's right. Another option we had was we were going to maybe we'll get a camper van. And so we found this camper van that we wanted and we were like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to just love living in a camper van and this is the perfect solution. And when, and then we put this deposit down on this camper van. And then when we got this mechanic to look over it, he was like, I can't even believe they're selling it. It's totally rusted. You cannot buy this. And the laws in the UK is that once you put a deposit down, you meant to buy it like you, or you're going to lose your deposit. And anyway, we enlisted the angels support on that one and we managed to get our deposit back. But I mean, I am used to a life of flow. Things happen relatively smoothly for me in life. And this was four months of just nothing fucking working. (laughs) I mean... And it was stressful and I have to give it to both of us. We learned a lot about being in relationship with each other, going through that really tricky time of no stable place, me managing a big job and just the instability of it all. And we learned so much about how we both navigate that kind of stuff. We're so much better at navigating challenges together because we went through that process together. But boy oh my God, it was a really tough four months. And, and then coupled with the fact that we didn't really know what was happening with the pandemic and there was all this, there was a looming risk again of another lockdown. And by this point, it was around October and we could see winter descending and we were like, we can't do this during winter. We need to have a stable place that we can just bunker down. It's You, you just know in yourself, you've got to hibernate, you've got to have a base. And my heart goes out to the people who don't have a home, particularly during winter. It's a human right to be able to have access to to safe and warm housing. And yeah, we were very privileged obviously that we could continue to pay for places to live. And yeah, but when we saw the fact that another lockdown was potentially on the cards in the UK and that winter was coming, we are like, we've got to find somewhere. And Hannah felt that pull back to wanting to be closer to her mum. So we we're like, why don't we go and look in Portsmouth? Like, let's just have a look. And at that point, I actually had to go and do a visa run. And that's a whole nother story. But the but the short end of that little part of the story is that I was so fortunate. I went to Germany to visit a friend just for a couple of days to reset my visa. And I got out of Germany the day that they started quarantining visitors. So I just got in and out then. So fortunate. and. Anyway, I was also studying at the time. That's right. So I'm also trying to complete my postgraduate studies in nonprofit management and philanthropy. And I went to stay with a girlfriend who has a house (laughs) and I was staying there because it was near the airport and I was going to do my exams from there and then, you know, do this visa run. And Hannah went to Portsmouth to visit her mum and to look at places and we just thought, look, If you look at some places and if you find a place, then we'll know that that's what's meant to happen. And I mean, within the first week, she found a place. And this place was, oh, the best place. We both loved it so much. It was right on the seafront for an Aussie in England It was the best place I could possibly be in winter because it was south-facing and so the lounge room would get all this glorious sunshine and the apartment would warm up so much we could lie down on the lounge room floor in T-shirts and just feel so warm and we got to look out over a park and the harbour and this hit off everything that was on our desirable list Other than the price, it was just slightly above the budget that we wanted to pay. But we were, by that point, we were like, whatever, (laughs) just (laughs) lock it in. But the point was, we ended up living in that apartment for a year. Hannah ended up having this incredible healing experience being near her family and near her mom and her dad had died. The anniversary of his death is seven years yesterday and it was a really big thing to be back in her hometown since she'd really grown up here and in hindsight we could see that we were always meant to live in Portsmouth that was what the divine plan was there was a bigger plan playing out and we were just off on our own merry way Going, nope, that's not what we want to do. And we just kept getting block after block after block until we could sense intuitively, hey, maybe this is where we're meant to be, and maybe this is where we should look at. And it flowed instantly. And it flowed in just the most miraculous, beautiful way. We ended up just living so close to her mom. And then they did have a lockdown. It was the longest like stint. I think the stint was five months of lockdown, but we had a home and we were still allowed to go out and exercise. And I think for a while it was just one-on-one meetups. And so, yeah, Hannah got to meet up with her mum regularly. And it was this precious, precious time. And it's all coming back to me because now I'm back in Portsmouth and we're staying not that far from that beautiful apartment. And it just reminded me like, wow there is a plan and when we butt up against things not working out the way we want them to things aren't necessarily going wrong and it's like can you trust that actually things are going right for you even in the face of when you are deeply disappointed that something hasn't happened the way that you really wanted it to and once again how deeply can you trust the divine knows it it has the greater plan and you are being guided And perhaps that rejection is the exact thing that you need in order to be redirected towards what it is that's really calling you and what is on your path. And I just can't tell you how much comfort it gives me. It really does help me stay less attached to outcomes now. I think that experience in itself was just so liberating for me was so liberating because it was so fucking challenging and it was just not going right. But then to have the benefit of hindsight where everything worked out and it was just a matter of, we were just barking up the wrong tree. We just weren't meant to be doing all those other things that we had planned. And once we were on the right path and it all just fell into place and yeah, and it really helps me process any disappointment and keeps me open to what's meant for me And so that's the message for you today. It is a reminder that your soul and the universe knows what's best for you and it's always guiding you to your highest good. And so if things don't work out the way that you think they do or you're rejected in some way, what is it opening you up for that's meant for you? Or perhaps it's maybe keeping you safe from a situation that wouldn't serve you in the long run. It just comes back to trust the process, trust the process. So that's my little story for you today. And yeah, greetings from a very cold and windy, summery England. It's so rubbish, the weather over here. I'm really feeling for everybody because I'm going to go back to Australia and have warm weather eventually for a summer. But I really hope they get some sunshine over here uh anyway i hope wherever you are that you are feeling more faithful about the path ahead for you and open to whatever it is that's meant for you and if you get rejected along the way just keep trusting that everything is working out for the best for you and it's working out in your favor and i love you and i will speak to you again soon have a beautiful week